0: Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. Command codes
1: verified.
0: Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back to part 2 of GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host this evening, but I am joined by my partner in crime in this podcasting extravaganza that we have. His name is Steve Monick.
2: God, I love Audio Slave. And then right after that sick rap, I mean, it's like, why are we even talking? Let's just
1: just keep back at the back. Let's just keep playing music. Like, let let's get sued by every musician out there. I think it's a great idea. Let's do it. Um, yeah, why not? Let's roll hard. Um, joining us this evening on GGR Pirate Radio is fellow GGR contributor. His name is MC Brooks. Lolo. Hello. And we have one of my, I would say radio mentors when it comes to this whole podcasting thing uh you can listen to him on wera every monday through friday from 7 a.m to 9 a.m he's hosting arlington in the morning but not only that he's got his own website he's got his own tv show he has another show on wera he's that important he has two shows his name is ulysses e campbell
0: Well, Mike, you're too kind. (laughs) You are really too kind, and you got me for the moment here because uh, you know I've been I've been going in and out. Looks like I don't have uh, Brooks anymore, and uh, looks like crossing fingers is gone here too. I did. It looks like I just got you. Oh, geez, Uh,
1: we've had some technical issues here. Um, For anybody who lives on the East Coast who's been getting this glut of rain that we've had, internet has suffered because of the amount of rain that we've had and it sounds weird but a lot of people have been losing their internet um yep. and it's just been it's been a really really strange occurrence and last week uh steve was having some issues with his internet uh poor marcus has been underwater like five different times now <laughs> um no lie yeah dude it, it's just it's nuts so we're gonna power through you this guy. laughing
3: about that i mean <laughs> it's not funny that's <laughs> all I can do. It's all I can do at this point is laugh about it.
1: Yeah. Um if anybody wants to send Marcus snorkels and flippers, um, oh just goodness. you can get in contact with him through the GGR website. Uh any donations are appreciated for his underwater uh, breathing apparatus uh equipment that he's looking for. Um guys, I wanna talk about Marvel. I wanna talk about what's going on with them because the most recent uh season of Luke Cage um just came out back in June. I just finished it personally. Uh, there is a review forthcoming that I will be putting on uh, GGR. Uh, so keep your eyes open for that, and you guys can read uh, my thoughts on that. Um, because I have some thoughts about it. And I know not everybody has seen it. So what I want to do is I want to start with Mr. MC Brooks here, because we're the two that have seen this series. And then I'm going to let everybody else chime in, too, about where they kind of think that the rest of this stuff is going. But, Marcus, you, you warned me. You warned me that there was going to be some scenes with um, Mariah and oh, Shades yeah. that were going to make <laughs> you feel a certain way. And I asked the internet how they felt about it, too. And I got a mixed bag of review from this. I couldn't really put my finger on it. But they, they have a, a romantic interaction in season two. And it's – I wouldn't say creepy. Creepy's the wrong word. But it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I think that that was intentional. I think that with these two characters, because they're both nefarious and they both will pretty much do whatever they, whatever they can to get what they want. That that's kind of the point. Is they're they're not supposed to feel. You're not supposed to be like, oh, good for them, you know? Like,
3: like I don't think you were supposed to watch this and be like, oh, relationship goals, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I mean, unless you are, you know, evil and. You know, you love power and, and stuff like that. And you're willing to in murder case, your cousin
1: who is the best friend of the guy you're now doing it with.
3: Yeah. 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 It, and, yeah, and, okay, if not creepy, it was just really uneasy to watch. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I love Mariah and, uh, like as a villain. I, I, she's one of my favorite among TV villains that we've had in Marvel. And I think I thought Shades was a pretty cool. You know, he was pretty okay. I think he's fleshed out a little bit more this season than he was in season one, where he kind of was like, uh, like a like a side character. Like he, he was there. He, he was a bad guy, but he wasn't really like a villain. But yeah, seeing that yeah. Uh, so seeing the two of them interact, it, I'm I, I don't know the word to put my finger on it, but I do think it was intentional, and I do I do think weren't supposed to. Watch their interactions and, and like you said, feel like, you know, their relationship goals or or feel like, you know, this is a couple that you want to emulate or their, their actions are what you want to emulate. Yeah. Which is actually kind of interesting given this season of Luke Cage. And I'm going to try not to spoil it here, but this season of Luke Cage I thought was really interesting with all of the characters just from the perspective of there were lots of blurred lines as far as who the good guys were, what their motives were, whether they were noble or bad or anything like that. Yeah. You kind of found yourself in like some weird gray areas where you're not necessarily rooting for Luke and and the good guys, but you're not necessarily rooting against, you know, Bushmaster or, or Mariah or, or shades, you know, it, it, it's weird, and and I, I I personally kind of enjoy that. That's the thing I particularly liked about like Black Panther, uh, which came out earlier this year. Which is like you felt kind of conflicted, like you couldn't exactly be, you know, one side more than the other because you know there was some gray area there. Yeah,
1: and, you, you felt a certain a, amount of sympathy about. towards Killmonger because you were like. This guy kind of got hosed, and yeah. maybe, maybe he should be the king. Like, I know he's supposed yeah. to be the bad guy, but may, yeah, maybe this is the uh, – all right. Like, it, all right. I, I see what you're saying. And I definitely – there were certain parts of that, and I don't want to spoil it too much because uh, we'll go into the main topic here uh, and not spend too much time on Luke Cage. But Bushmaster was both villain because if you've seen the trailers, he comes out and he's like, Harlem belongs to me. And like whoops, Luke Cage's ass, and you're just like, dude, he's got to be a bad guy, but then he's kind of right. not a bad guy, and you're like, all
3: right, because just- you understand it, yeah, you, you completely understand, and honestly, they 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 do, I mean, they do something kind of like that in season one with Mariah when when you see Mariah and well, when your interactions with Mariah are not particularly great, and you're just like, oh. She's kind of a weird character, but then you find out, you know, what happened to her when she was younger, when she has that uh, conversation with Cottonmouth, and you finally understand, like, oh, this is why she is the way she is. And so you're you're a little bit more sympathetic towards her as opposed to being... Yeah, yeah, you
1: you want to... I mean, and and that's the thing about it, is, like, with, with Alfred Woodard playing Mariah... She's, I in my opinion, one of my f- favorite actresses. Like, if I see that she's going to be in something, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good, and I-, I feel like she never disappoints. And what? I can't put my finger
2: on. Can you? What else has she been in?
1: Uh, Alfre Woodard was also the mother who went to Tony Stark in Civil War, and was like, you know, your little thing cost me, cost my son his life, um, and that's oh, what a lot of okay. people.
3: That's
2: where I knew. Like it was driving me nuts. Yeah, because I couldn't.
1: Well, also she's she's been in Star Trek too. She was a um she was um Lily. She was, Lily. She was yeah she yeah. was the co pilot of uh Zefram Cochran's Cochrane's uh, warp ship, the Phoenix. So she's yeah. I mean, in, I mean, what else has she been in, uh, Yuli? Like, what else have we seen Alfred Woodard in?
0: Oh, good gracious! Like, Everything, uh, right? Alfred Woodard has uh, she's done a bunch of stuff. Um, Jeez, let's see um, all right uh,
1: yeah I, yeah I was just mentioning that um, okay. That she was yeah. the one who basically like calls Tony Stark out um,
0: yeah. uh, she was in um, the last ship I don't know if anybody's watched that um, but in fact she was um, the mother of um, that black woman who's like a um, uh, a, uh, a, a crew member there or so whatever you know, but uh, she was in True Blood um, let's see uh, oh apparently she was in that uh, Black Panther uh, cartoon uh, she did some voices on that um, she was in Desperate Housewives uh, a number of years ago um, let's see
1: I mean her if you look at her IMDB page man starting in yeah, 1978 she's, she she's been stuff, yeah. she's been working is seriously kidding me no, yeah. Since
2: seventy eight.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's a, she was born in nineteen fifty two. Yeah, she's sixty five years old.
0: Crap. Did some Hill Street Blues and uh, yeah, Saint Elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, she's she's been around the block here.
1: Yeah, As, for me, she'll always be like. I always immediately think of her. On the Enterprise with Captain Picard fighting Borg, like that—that's always going to be my first go-to. What was was that? Like I, I—that's that, my favorite. It's one of my favorite Star Trek movies. So um, I loved her in that. But like seeing her as Mariah Mariah uh, Dillard, and I was about to make the joke too, uh, MC. Um, that's the one thing that kind of annoyed me is so, Bushmaster. Without getting into all the details, Bushmaster is coming for vengeance because the Stokes family. Um, basically took money from his family and killed a lot of his family members, so he's out for vengeance. And anytime somebody mentions Mariah's married name, Dillard, he stops them and he's like, Stokes, Mariah Stokes. Stokes. And not just once. He does it every time. They're like, yeah, well, Councilman Dillard, Stokes, Mariah Stokes. And, like, it's, it's without... There's never – we we're like, we got it, dude. We got it. We know. Her her maiden name is Stokes. You're mad at the Stokes. We got it, okay? But her actual name is Dillard Stokes. Mar- okay, stop. Like, just let it go, dude. Like, it's – yeah. But it's, it's a really – I enjoyed season two. I felt – I felt bad because there were times where I was bored. And I was like, this is – this could have been three or four episodes shorter. And – I'm starting to see that trend with the Netflix shows, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this topic with you guys. Is this 13 episodes all focusing on one superhero and their respective big bad for this season? Is that really the right way to go, or are we going to run out of steam with this? Are are we going to get to a point where, like, this just isn't working anymore? Um, Because, like we were saying before, the best episode was, was the one involving Danny, and I feel like if you have more crossovers where you're doing instead of a Luke Cage and an Iron Fist individual series, you're doing a heroes for hire uh, season where you're combining both of them together. That might be better for this because it's, it just doesn't, I I feel like you're, you're wasting good story and it's just stretching it out for this, for the sake of, of what there's no really good reason for this. Um, Steve, are you, are you with us? You're back. Okay um steve what's your thought on this
2: yeah i feel like like with game of thrones i know like they do they were doing 10 episode seasons and they have far more and now the episodes are a little bit longer but they have far more plot lines and stories and threads that they're doing so obviously you don't have to just fill out the space. Like you, if you have 10 episodes, seven episodes, six episodes, you can make the story work. So I feel like 10 probably would be a little bit better than 13 to your point. But yeah, I, I don't know. I like now that the defenders has happened. Like I'd like to see them cross over more and more and, and fill out each other's stories. Like I wouldn't even hate it. Like if, you know, you go back to that same episode and see it from Danny's perspective and it's somehow, like, it crosses over with his storyline, like, the more consistent that these stories and these writers and, and everything are, I think the more interconnected they are, the better it's going to be, because then it feels like a world. It doesn't just feel like a bunch of stories with a villain of the week kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and um Yuli, you and I were talking about this on the phone the other night. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that a favorite TV show of mine, uh, Justified, had a really interesting way of doing their series uh, every season. So every season there was like the big story, right? Like, and it normally got introduced in the first episode. So you knew that this is going to be the storyline that's going to go all the way through the entire 22 episode series, or a season, that is. But then what they would do is, is you would only get little bits and pieces of it for like the first like three or four or five episodes, right? But the first four or five episodes were all. Just like villain of the week, essentially. It was like Raylan Givens is tracking down this generic piece of garbage and and tracking him down and putting him in jail. Or he's dealing with this and he's dealing with that. And you get like little pieces. And then once you get into episode five, those little bits and pieces that you've got of the overarching story have kind of formed to a head where now he's got to deal with this for the remaining part of the season. And I think that that might work really, really well with Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and Daredevil where you get like a couple episodes where you see like you know King Kingpin plotting but he's like oh it's all going to come to fruition here and you see little bits and pieces there and then it's just like Matt Murdock you know doing his lawyer thing and then at night he's you know being Daredevil and kicking some ass and taking names and then you get into the big story instead of this like long drawn out established thing that they're doing and you have those crossovers those first four or five episodes could be a Daredevil and Iron Fist team up or Daredevil and Jessica Jones or whatever it ends up being. And that would just make for more interesting shows. But also, instead of... This is something I noticed too that's kind of a trend. All of these shows, everybody wants to binge them and watch all of them in one sitting. And I don't know about you guys, but I will get through an entire 13-episode series and be at the end of it and are like, all right, well, that was how it ended, but I don't really remember what happened in the middle. Because you watch so much of it in such a short period of time, you don't retain any of it. And having it spread out and maybe giving yourself a little bit more time and maybe watching, you know, two episodes here and then giving yourself a couple of days to digest it and talk about it and then come back, that might be a better way of retaining it and remembering what happened. But that's not really the trend with Netflix. Everybody wants to be the first to have been binged watch it and be the first one to be able to talk about it.
3: Well, I, I. I think that's true, and I I think it's also like with anything. Like when you're watching something and you're invested in it, you want to see what happens next. Yeah, and so you kind of find yourself, you know, uh, hitting next, and, and until you you get through with it, get through everything. Like I just finished uh, catching up on the Arrowverse, and I was kind of like, I was already like that with Flash and Arrow, but with this last season of Supergirl and and legends like it, it was kind of the same thing and i was i was less invested in those shows like I, like i am with flash and arrow but i found myself kind of invested a little bit because i you know i had been watching and so i just kept hitting next and i wanted to know what was going to happen next and you know before i knew it i was at the end of a you know an 18 or 20 episode season of a show so i think that probably factors in it too is just you know you're you're invested in it you're invested yeah. in
0: it well, part of it's uh, lifestyle, you know, I mean, and if you, you happen to have enough uh, free time where you can binge some of that stuff, I mean, I, I wouldn't binge it even if I had the time to, because that's not the way that I consume television. You know, I, I, I am accustomed to this one episode per week and I, I want to stretch it out. I mean, you know, if these things are coming out every six months or whatever. Why do I want to burn it in a weekend? You know, and then it's like, oh, well, now what? You know, I, I got to wait another year or whatever for the next one i would just as soon uh, watch one and then because god knows i got a bunch of other stuff and regardless of however invested i might be in anything in particular i can cut it loose in a heartbeat depending on how i feel or what else i have to do i mean i, I found i had uh, my dvr memory uh, that was getting clogged up with walking dead and fear the walking dead and then i was like you know what I'm tired of this," I said. "I, I, it's relentlessly depressing." I said, "I can read the comic if I want. I don't have. I don't have to watch this stuff." I mean, I had the same thing happen with Agents of Shield. I had like a bunch of episodes that I wasn't watching, and finally, I just deleted them because I, I wasn't going to be able to get to that. Now, uh, in terms of the way that they tell these stories, um, it, it, here, I, I was. I was reading uh, a book by uh, Mark Cushman on the production of the original Star Trek series, and uh, apparently there were exhaustive production records that are in the UCLA library, and Cushman, uh, over like a period of 25 years or something, had, you know, before some people died, had interviewed a bunch of people associated with the series. Anyway, wrote a three-volume set, among other stuff now, uh, on the production of the series. One thing I thought was very interesting uh, was the way that Uh, television was made at the time because uh, most of the episodes were self-contained you didn't find these story arcs that went across an entire season or even an entire series depending on how long it was and uh, at the time Leonard Nimoy had said that and you know he was somewhat visionary in that he said look you know if you do sit down and you plot out uh, an entire season and you write all the episodes uh, beforehand before you shoot you can get a much more cohesive project and something that'll be better written that people will respond uh, better to you know and okay it turns out that's what they're able to do now in terms of Netflix and you know some of these HBO series but even whether or not you have you know like with justified some self-contained episodes and You know, then they swing the broader uh, story into it. Or if you, you know, go another direction, you know, like, say, a la, you know, Game of Thrones, where it's more the thread of something uh, that's going through a 10-episode season versus a 13-episode season versus a 22-episode season. You know, you have different uh, projects that lend themselves more to different types of storytelling. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know that what would necessarily work for a game of Thrones or for a justified would work for some of these Netflix series. Now I haven't, I have watched like the first three or four episodes of Luke, this Luke Cage season two, and I'll, I'll get to the rest of it. I mean, I I've actually still got one episode of the season two of Jessica Jones that I need to watch. And, um, you know, I mean, I saw the, the uh, trailer for season two of Iron Fist. I mean, I watched all of Iron Fist. I was entertained. I know some people found it lacking. And one of the things that sort of surprised me about season one of Iron Fist, uh, Finn Jones claimed that he had spent in excess of five hours per day uh, working out and studying martial arts. I saw no evidence of that in season one of <laughs> Iron Fist. I mean, I was like, I basically wanted to say, Finn, you're lying to my face if you're telling me you were spending time weight training and working out with martial arts. I mean, I just, I, again, I saw no evidence of that. But um, I did like how, but I, I'm, I'm something of a purist. And so you show me the original Iron Fist costume or the mask or whatever. I'm going to like that because that's like what's in the comics. So, I mean, I, I don't actually know that I'm necessarily looking forward to season two more than I'm looking forward to uh, in, in in any of this other stuff. I mean, I, I, I have yet to get to the crossover episode that you mentioned. I mean, I've seen yeah. Colleen Wing has popped up. Oh, yeah. In, um, I liked that episode, know. too. Yeah. You know, so and oh, and I in fact, they're just getting ready to um, give misty the bionic arm yeah uh you know in fact because you know they they they, danny sent over something it's like the drawing of the arm or whatever and you know the specs or whatever and so i was like oh okay this is pretty cool so let's 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 get to this Um, but yeah storytelling wise uh it's 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 a mixed bag and i think that the desire on the part of the producers Uh, to maximize uh, the opportunity to be able to make some money with this, uh, I think is taking precedence over how they tell the story. And I don't even know how much longer this stuff is going to be with Netflix. I mean, you got to see what happens with this streaming service that DC is coming out with. and They want to launch their own um, uh, series on this. And you got to imagine that Marvel is going to follow suit, particularly if this stuff is popular and there is you know, the the degree of change that you have found on Netflix as they seem to be going more towards episodic television, you know, and, and movies, and there's some stuff that, oh, I was looking for it, and then, oh, it was gone. It was on Netflix at one point, and then and last month, and, oh, now it's gone, and, you know, they've got this other stuff. So,
2: Well, right, you know, that I, I, is something I did, I
0: did read about yeah. today um, with the Disney streaming yeah. service. There it is, yeah.
2: Um, because Netflix purchased the rights to make television shows um, with these specific characters as a Netflix property, they'll be staying on Netflix, at least for the time being. Everything else that Disney owns and Netflix has is moving over. So, like, mm-hmm. all the Disney animated shows, the Star Wars things, that's all going to move over to when their their streaming service starts. Yeah. But okay. The, Based on the specific contract they had together, these shows are Netflix property. Okay, not Disney.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So, of all of the series, like, like quick hitters here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the list here, guys. Of all of the series that have come out so far, and I'm not talking about like which season is your favorite. Which character do you like the most? And we'll start uh, with Yuli. Yuli, which of these Marvel? series on Netflix. So that's going to be Daredevil, um, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, The Punisher. Which of those has been your favorite character so far?
0: Um, Well, uh, I, I, you know, all of them, it's a kind of interesting question because I'd have to say um, the ones that I have enjoyed the most and the ones that I thought were the best, the most well done uh, was Daredevil. Um, now, I'm, I'm not a particularly huge Daredevil fan. I mean, I like the character. I sort of, I mean, I loved what Frank Miller did, sort of the innovations he did with him because the wisecracking thing and all that, it was like, eh, well, you kind of got Spider-Man who's doing the same thing. But uh, I, I've, always, I've always liked Daredevil. Uh, and in fact, one of my, what I actually say is the best comic book of all time. Uh, Daredevil, Volume One, Episode Number Seven, where he fights the Submariner. You know, which is a total mismatch power-wise, but it's a really great story. Um, Stan Lee wrote, uh, Wally Wood illustrated. If you haven't seen it, Daredevil Number Seven, Volume One, great story. But um, the Punisher was also exceptionally well done. I am not a fan of the Punisher whatsoever, but that was also really, really well done. And I thought Jessica Jones also although I hated Jessica Jones. I mean, I hated the character. I don't like the fact that she's retconned. Um, The the character herself, as portrayed in the Netflix series, is not particularly likable. And that's the other thing. So, um, you know, there's what I thought was best done, and then there was who I sort of liked the most. Now, of all these characters, I probably like Luke Cage the most, um, but I didn't think that his... Uh, Particularly, I, I didn't think season one was especially good. I know a lot of people raved about it. There were some things that I liked, but there was a whole lot of stuff that I didn't like. And um, you know, so I, I, but so yeah, so I, I personally like Luke Cage more, but would say Daredevil was the best of what they have put out so far. Okay, season one and two.
1: Marcus, who's who's
3: your who's your go to? Who's your favorite? Uh, to tie between uh, Daredevil and Punisher. Uh and then I know Punisher is only at one season and I'm actually really excited because they are in post production for season 2. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um but if I had to choose it's it's definitely Daredevil.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh Steve, what about you?
2: So on something like this, to me the the hero in the show is usually only as good as the villain that they're up against. So for me, it's it's a dead heat between Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Um, Kingpin, and, and I mean, that first season, he was an amazing villain. And he's the kind of villain that I like, and that's the reason I loved Infinity War so much, is that it's the villain who thinks that they're the only one that's right, and they have to take these drastic, insane steps to, to fix everything. They think they're the one that's being kind of the hero. Um, I love that kind of villain. I love that kind of justification for why they do the things that they do. And it's not just some arch evil person like Hela from Thor Ragnarok, which is like, I'm just evil because I, I'm the goddess of death. And I like killing stuff. Like, it's just not as compelling. Um, but man, did David Tennant do a good purple man. I mean, that villain was amazing. Um, so it's, it's, it's a tie between those two. If I had to pick one, it's Jessica Jones, because that's the one me and my wife watched together and she was like petrified of purple man i don't know what it is about purple man but ladies are scared
1: of that dude because that's that i mean you want to talk about like some psychology there that's every man that doesn't take no for an answer only that's true only he doesn't have to because he has the ability to do make them do whatever he wants and that's like i gotta say real quick um marcus you can um you brought up, like, the Punisher, and I want to I mention him, but I'll, I'll give him a second. I, um, I, I fought watching Jessica Jones for a really long time, and the reason why is because I can't stand the actress. Like, Kristen Ritter, the, like, she has that look on her face, like, that constantly, like, she's about to roll her eyes at everything that you say. <laughs> and, like, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want to like it because I don't like her. But I watched the first episode of season one of Jessica Jones last night. And I'm hooked. That first episode, I think, stands up against any of the other first episodes of any of the other series that have come out. That that was enough to sell me. And I'm like, I have to watch the rest of this. And the other ones, like, I was going to watch no matter what. Like, Luke Cage, eh, all right, maybe that one was good, but I don't really remember. It's really standing out. Same thing with Daredevil. Same thing with Iron Fist. Same thing with The Punisher. But I was like, I have to watch Jessica Jones now because I got to see who this creepy dude was that just licked her face. Like, who the heck was that? Why is Doctor <laughs> Who licking her face? Like, it, it was enough to intrigue me. And, that, that's, and for somebody that watches as much media as I do, to, to hook me on a show, that says a lot. So I'm, I'm all in for Jessica Jones now. I wanted to throw that aside out there. But my favorite character, my favorite character is is Iron Fist. Just because and I and I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I really liked the idea of this kid who had something traumatic happen to him, a la Bruce Wayne, you know, Batman, and then gets thrown back into a world that he hasn't seen since he was a kid. But now he's an adult. But is he really an adult? Because the world that he had where he learned all of these amazing martial arts skills was not part of his original world, but now he's back in in the in the place where he grew up, so he doesn't really know how to fit in. And I think all of us can say at one point in our lives we've probably been like that, where we're like, I don't really know how to fit into this world that I'm part of now. And it was it was an interesting series. It was an interesting story. I want to keep seeing how he progresses. I liked what I saw with him from Defenders. I liked what I saw from him with um with this episode that he was in in Luke Cage. As far as my favorite series so far the punisher the first season of the punisher was incredible as somebody who is a veteran it spoke to me in ways that no other movie or show has really done because it showed all of the different aspects of what the the current crop of people who are getting out of the military are dealing with i mean you have people who are who are in or who are um who are maimed basically in war you have people that are broken mentally you have people that are reaping benefits and being basically warmongers um like um jigsaw was basically and it it took something that's very dark and and violent and guttural and it somehow was able to find some beauty in it but also make you feel sympathetic for frank castle who's a murderer and that's the thing is you feel bad for a murderer in a way and that's that's why i like this character so much as far as the best series, it's Daredevil. Period. Like season one of Daredevil with the Kingpin was incredible. Uh, season two with the Punisher, with Kingpin, with the Hand, like with Elektra. Like they threw so much into that season, and it didn't manage to feel cluttered. And it was, it was. I, I think Daredevil is the gold standard when it comes to the Marvel stuff.
3: I agree. Um,
1: yeah, I'd have to agree too. I
2: agree. Yeah, um, it's kind of like it's kind of like Iron Man. I mean, you wouldn't really have the rest of them if you didn't have that one.
1: That's true, and if Daredevil wasn't as good as it was, would would we even be talking about this right now? We would be like, yeah, yeah.
0: It's just unfortunate that they can't maintain the same level of uh, quality storytelling throughout all the various productions, you know. And you know, particularly with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because you know that stuff has become very formulaic. And even a character like Doctor Strange, which should have been one of their better movies. And part of what I liked about Iron Man, you look at the, uh, the the story arc of Tony Stark in that. I mean, you know, that was a transformative experience. And the best stories that you tell are those stories where the, the lead character is, is different at the end of the story based on the experience they have versus the way they were in the beginning. And same type of thing with Doctor Strange. I had really high hopes for Doctor Strange, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't as good as it should have been based on his origin story in terms of who he was, who he started out as, what happened to him, and how he ends up there at the end. So, um, you know, and uh, kind of ditto with uh, the the Netflix series in that uh, you don't... uh, Part of what audiences seem to have gotten tired of uh, are the way that these superhero movies have... Traditionally unfolded, where you got to show the origin. And, you know, viewers don't have the same patience to sit through an origin story the way that they did, you know, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 years ago. I mean, it's like, come on, get straight to the action. Let's see what this person can do. And maybe you tell me how they got that way later if I care, you know? So, I mean, as opposed to something like The Incredibles, which Who cares how they got their powers? You know I mean? They don't even, I mean, aside from Dash and Violet, who are obviously mutants, you know. I mean, you don't, you know, Elastigirl, Mr. Incredible, who knows? Doesn't make a difference. They're telling a different story. So, um, you know, but the way these Netflix series uh, unfold, it's it's very, it's very formulaic. And I I just, uh, the repetitive nature of some of this, that's part of the reason that uh, Jessica Jones, I thought, was good, because they deviated from that formula same thing with the punisher i mean but these characters necessitated that you can't tell the same kind of story the same way you know so i i don't know i don't know
1: yeah i mean i'm I'm totally with you i mean like i i I couldn't agree more what with the the formula like we've talked about it i mean god like there (laughs) there's an episode of fantastic forum where everybody's gushing about thor ragnarok except for me and you And like, like Shireen is like, oh, it was so great, and Drew was like, oh, I loved it, and I was like, meh, and everybody was like, what? And I was like, you basically could have taken that same plot, that same plot form, and you could have stuck any person in there, and it would have been the exact same Uh movie. And I think with the Netflix stuff, though, like at least they're taking characters that were not familiar, really. Not everybody is super familiar with like who yeah. really I, I didn't know anything about Iron Fist to be perfectly honest before this other than like that he was really good at martial arts and in fact I thought he was the best martial artist in the Marvel universe but it turns out he's not um, there there's others that were that are way better and I'm wondering Whoa. if we're going to see them in uh in the in any of these series at all
0: that would be very interesting you know one of the things that uh, and I had to laugh because. Uh, one of the first criticisms that I heard about Iron Fist, a lot of people were like, well, he's not Asian, and I'm like, yeah, he's not. <laughs> I said, Danny, Danny Rand is a white dude, you know, he's not Asian at all. They were like, well, you, they should cast an Asian. I'm like, no, no, they shouldn't. I said, if you want an Asian martial artist from the Marvel Universe, then you need to do Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu. I said, that, that's, this is the, He's Asian, all right? Don't try and pigeonhole some of these characters simply because of their, you know, their power set. You know, I mean, that it's that's just not. I'm, I mean, I'm all about diversity, but you know, creating diversity by race or gender swaps, I'm not necessarily a fan of that. So, um, you know, you, you want hey, just create a new character. I mean, let's go in another direction, you know, versus some of that. I think but, what
3: uh, it is, I think what it is, is people are just kind of like we're in an age now where people don't really care about the trope of. White guy goes to foreign place that you know he's not from and is somehow better than everyone else who has been there for he's centuries. the he's the chosen one. Yeah, like yeah. I think I think that's what it is for, for. I think that's what it is for someone like Iron Fist. Like I, I'm, I was unfamiliar with him too, and like I was kind of indifferent to the casting because I was unfamiliar. But I can understand kind of being tired of seeing you know seeing that trope like we we've seen that in movies we've seen it in various other you know shows and and media as well so i think that's that's where that comes from
1: i mean from. i think that you could have with with Danny Rand you very easily could have done a very interesting take on it if you made him half japanese or half chinese and half white because yes. then it's then it's like okay you're giving the nod to the fact that this guy should have some semblance of heritage with this so that you don't have to do the great white savior or the chosen one storyline but then also too that he's torn because people are seeing him as oh well you're Chinese well I'm really not I'm half Chinese I'm half you know American Um, but not being really accepted by either culture like that would be that would have been interesting I would have been okay with that
2: but at the same time I, I
3: think that would have been I think that definitely would have been interesting
1: yeah Well, I
2: think this whole conversation opens up to a bigger thing that always comes up. I mean, it came up when that Josh Trank Fantastic Four came up. It came up with Doctor Strange with the Ancient One. And it's like, all right, well, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to stick exactly to the source material? Do you want us to pick someone that's different for diversity's sake? Or do you want us to just pick who we thought gave the best performance when we had the casting and we we had the the different auditions? So, I mean, like, I, I feel like in a lot of these situations, they're. damned if they do damned if they don't yeah there because is, there's there going is no to way. be there's going to be a group that yells at them depending on who they cast it's just a matter of all right which one's the smallest group that's going to be the least mad at us and then we'll we'll go that route and just deal with those blows as they come
1: well what's interesting about that too and and i wanted to bring this up because um it might have been you that brought it up yuli that told me about this that the reason that tilda swinton ended up being the uh the The grand was not the grandmaster. Ancient one, the ancient one. Thank you. The reason why they chose her instead of an Asian actress was because the Chinese audience is a huge factor involved in in when it comes to like the budgeting and when it comes to the market and when it comes to the way that they push these um, these movies. And specifically, if they had chosen a Tibetan actor to play this, the Chinese act Chinese audiences would be very upset with that because they the, apparently the Chinese hate the Tibetans and it's a whole thing and like the fact that they have to think of things like this like oh we could be alienating a, an entire market that could be making us millions of dollars is like
0: mm-hmm.
1: th- that's influencing casting
0: yeah very interesting yeah mm-hmm. yeah well and again you know if your bottom line is to is to make money you which hey, that, that's got to be one of the goals I mean you know obviously, You want to tell a good story uh you know you want to have something that is compelling and something that hooks the audience but you also i mean the, the whole reason you're doing it is because you want to make money and so uh you know in in these foreign markets i mean that was the same thing with um uh red dawn you know when they remade red dawn i mean it couldn't be well the russians you know we can't do the russians anymore but they, they were going to use the Chinese originally, but then they were like, oh, crap, no, we want to, you know, we want to have this movie play in China. It's got to be in the North Koreans, you know, yeah. even though, yeah, right, North Korea is going to frickin' invade the United States. You yeah, know, right. you know, Tell me another <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, and, and so these are, it, it's regrettable, but these are considerations yeah. that, uh, you know, these big studios have, especially on some of these you know, big budget movies, you know, I mean, and, and all sorts of considerations. I mean, you know, it's like when the the stuff came out about provocateur James Gunn that, you know, they kind of already knew, but all of a sudden, oh, now this is an issue. And yeah, okay, well, it's been 10 years since you did this. And, you know, you're different. And you admitted that, you know, the whole thing was you were trying to, you were trying to be provocative when you wrote this stuff. And yet, now that it's come out, um, you know, we... We have to take some kind of action, and so you're fired from this multi-billion-dollar franchise that you created for us. And we may not even use your script now because we're so. Speaking of, it just
2: came out today that Guardians Three has
0: been put on hold, suspended. Yep. Wow. crazy. Um That's a heck of a thing.
1: So, if you're just tuning into our second episode of the evening, you are listening to GGR Pirate Radio. I. And Mike Lunsford, I am your host this evening. I've got my co-host Steve Monick with me. I've also got MC Brooks of uh, the Great Greek Refuge as well. Uh, and then we also have our guest this evening. His name is Ulysses E. Campbell, of Fantastic Forum and of WERA. We are talking about the Marvel Netflix universe uh, that exists right now, um, guys. We only got a couple more minutes here, and let's uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, are there any characters? that you haven't seen or characters that we've maybe gotten a little bit of that you want to see more of, or just in general, maybe a storyline from any of these characters that you would like to see. Uh, We'll go ahead and and we'll start with you, uh, Marcus, and then uh, Steve, and then we'll go to Yuli.
3: I think the easiest answer here for me, Daughters of the Dragon. I absolutely love seeing uh, Misty and Colleen together, and I would love to see if they could carry that chemistry over the course of a full series. Or at least, and, and maybe we'll get that in season two of Iron Fist. You know, maybe we'll see yeah. a bit more of them than uh, than we saw in Luke Cage season two. But just the glimpses we got in um, in season two of Luke Cage, whether it's the fight scenes or whatever the case may be, I, I very much enjoyed seeing the two of them together. So um, mine would be that. Maybe my a second answer would be a Heroes for Hire thing, just because oh, of that, that single mine. episode. Damn it, you stole mine. That wasn't going to be mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would, it would, it would definitely uh, be that. But does yeah. of the Dragon or Heroes for Hire for me. Either or. Yeah.
1: Steve, what about you, bud?
2: Uh, So I'm going to take mine in a little bit of a different direction. I, if we're talking something that's, I want to see that ties the two things together. So what's already established. And then I want to have a whole new set of like individual characters that go to a new team up. Yeah. so i would love to see a um like ghost rider series Ooh, yeah. um like a morbius and then let's throw in like moon knight and then they all team up with punisher and do like midnight Suns, Who as like their Ooh. team up like kind of like the way they do with defenders and you can that and then you can kind of bridge the two because you can keep uh john barenthal as, as punisher and you can kind of make wrap that group up as a midnight suns group and kind of take it in a direction that nothing in Marvel has done so far, which is kind of like, I mean, I know they had Ghost Rider and agents of shields, but kind of do like the demonic, uh, you know, kind of horror stuff, which we really haven't seen any of in the movies or the shows.
1: Yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with that. Um, Yuli, what about you, bud?
0: Well, uh, you know, I, 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 I I appreciate uh, where some people are going with this. I, I like that whole uh, demonic thing because uh, you know when uh, DC's stranglehold on the distribution ended, and all of a sudden Marvel was able to put more books out. That's when you saw the you know the the whole horror stuff. I mean, Werewolf by Night and Son of Satan and Tomb of Dracula and that stuff. And, uh, you know, a bunch more people got their own books. I mean, I suppose it would, you know, since a lot of that was sort of the start of the Bronze Age, it'd be kind of interesting maybe to see um, The Son of Satan or Werewolf by Night or, you know, certainly Moon Knight. I mean, that was where Moon Knight came from. I mean, he popped up fighting Werewolf by Night, you know, hence all the silver weaponry and stuff and one of those uh, issues. And I happen to really love the character of Moon Knight also. But um you know, in terms of what they've shown me so far with the Netflix series, I mean, I hate the kind of copy off of you guys, but you know, they're they're I, I, I don't know, the, the stuff has been. Oh, did we oh, booster goes. gold and blue beetle? You I know, <laughs> with some of this other stuff, quite frankly.
1: I'm yeah. I mean,
0: like I, that. I mean, you know, a But you know, I'll watch. I, you know, you give me more Daredevil, I'll watch that. I mean, I think there's still. Plenty of uh, directions to go uh, with that character. Uh, the only thing that I wish was that they had adhered more to the um, original conception of some of these characters. I mean, from that Ben Affleck movie where all of a sudden Daredevil had to beat them. I mean, I didn't even care so much that he was black as that Daredevil beat him hand to hand. I mean, it was like, no, this is the Kingpin. <laughs> the Kingpin, he can he fight Spider-Man hand to hand. Daredevil has to defeat his plans. And I liked how it seemed like they were going in that direction. Like, oh, the kingpin was just so overwhelming. But then in the last episode of season one, when you beat him hand to hand, I was like, oh, you guys, you guys, come on now. You're, you're just you're, you're, you're killing me with this. But, um, you know, I mean, there, there's so many great Marvel characters and uh, subplots and stuff that they could lift from the, uh, the comics. I, you know, hey, let's, uh, eh, nothing in particular that I'm dying to see, but I'm enjoying a lot of what I am seeing and how they're uh, extending this stuff and uh, just curious to see where they go next.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with, with, I mean, everything you guys have said, I would totally watch. Um, uh, As Marcus mentioned, I just wanted to kind of tag team off of that. I loved the idea of heroes for hire, but When you guys get a chance to watch that episode of Luke Cage season two and you see it, you'll understand what we're talking about with this, where the dynamic between the two of them, it just works. Because, like, again, we go back to that Iron Fist being the little brother that's kind of annoying and Luke Cage just kind of being annoyed by the whole thing. But there's a certain wisdom that he brings, too, and a a certain balancing of what Luke Cage is. And the two of them... It basically makes it makes Luke a little more of a badass, but also makes Danny a little less annoying. So like they balance yep. each other out. It's like it's like peanut butter by itself is fine, jelly by itself is fine, but when you put them together, magic happens. Like,
3: <laughs> and, and definitely when you watch it, you you'll see that Marvel definitely took all of the criticisms from season one of Iron Fist to heart. Yeah, just for, just I mean they make they make fun of it. There's references to certain things that were that were criticized in, in season one. And Danny's, just from a personality standpoint, has almost done a complete uh, 180. Like he is very different than how he is in season one. And this version of Danny is much better. Yeah. My opinion, right, much better.
1: I'm going to say something now that is going to sound so ridiculous that you guys are going to think I'm nuts. I can't wait. now that now that disney owns the fox contingent of their film franchise and the x-men are back i don't want another x-men movie i want an x-men series that's what i want is it is it going to happen is it realistic probably not but i want an x-men series because i think that if you take okay so one of the most popular teen dramas out there right now is uh riverdale um, I don't know if any of you guys have watched it, but my teenage daughter is absolutely in love my with it. My wife has. Yeah. I love Riverdale. Yeah. It's you take that, take what Riverdale is or what Degrassi is, and take those high school dramas and mix that with mutants. And that's your X Men
0: series right there. Don't they already have that, uh, yeah, we, Isn't that, we that already thing? Yeah, we've seen that thing on, um, on Fox.
3: It's on Hulu. Um. Runaways. The Hulu. Uh, Runaways. Oh
0: no, I wasn't thinking of Runaways. I oh, was are you thinking, thinking of
3: uh, at... the gifted, gifted. Yes, the
0: Gifted. Yes,
1: I haven't even seen that. I didn't. What is that?
0: Oh, <laughs>
3: dude, please, yeah, please watch that.
0: Okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's, not <laughs> it's,
3: it's not bad. You'll... It's not bad. The Gifted is pretty good. I was, I'm, I was pleas- pleasantly surprised. Yeah, because I was kind of unsure how, like, how are they going to do an X Men series without the X Men and without really referencing them.
0: Hello. Yeah. But you kind of have some of them. I mean, you got yeah. Lorna Dane and yeah. you know, a couple other people what, that Polar- you recognize, what? and they talk about the X Men all yeah. the time. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like oh.
1: <laughs> about an ordinary <laughs> suburban family whose lives change courses forever when they discover their children have mutant powers. When the threat of a hostile government force, uh, the family goes on the run to protect themselves. They join the ranks of an underground network of mutants together. Uh, the group fights to survive in a world where fear and misunderstanding put them at constant risk. X-Men, X-Men alums Brian Singer, Lauren Shuler Donner, and Simon Kinsberg are among the executive producers. Oh. Well, I have to watch this now. Okay.
0: Yeah, Fox series. It, okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, the only thing I really don't like is, you know, it's like the Strucker family, and I'm like, oh, y'all are, like, related to Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, I guess. Uh, you okay. know, <laughs> this is like their cousins or something, yeah. so it's, <laughs> I just okay, you know, but I outside of that.
1: I didn't realize they were doing something like that. Um I just it was more so like I've always thought a an X-Men series where you get a you get all of them X-Men that you love. You know, your Cyclops, your Wolverine, your Jean Grey, yeah. but you're getting like the drama of the students, but then you're also getting the drama of the teachers too because the teachers are not just teachers, they're also heroes. So it's like, hey, Cyclops is teaching a physics class. Oh crap, Magneto is attacking uh the United Nations. You know what I mean? Like it would just be kind of a cool balance of, like, these are teachers, but then they also have to be heroes. And Gee, then you these
2: want X-Men Evolution, that animated show, but for, like, live action, Yeah, well, basically. just like
1: just like I wanted Batman in the animated series to just be live action. Yeah, basically. Turn my cartoon things that I loved as a kid into live action shit that I can enjoy as an adult. That's all I'm asking.
3: Well, you definitely I'm get balanced. some of that in the Gifted, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I'll have to check get, it out. Yeah.
1: I've also wanted to watch um, Legion because Legion looks like it's really, really good too.
0: Yeah, my kid really likes it.
1: Yeah. Anybody, uh, MC, have you seen it? Steve,
3: have you seen Legion yet? I haven't. Nah. Seen it. Okay.
0: Hey, what about Cloak and Dagger? Is anybody watching any of those?
3: I need to finish it. I've I've seen the first three episodes of it. Is it any good? good? It's pretty. Oh, okay. decent. Right. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty decent. It's uh, like it's The first two episodes are interesting enough. For to keep watching. I think episode three was pretty good, but I haven't seen anything past it, so Mm -hmm. I can't speak to the rest of the season. I mean, people apparently like it because it's getting another season.
1: Yeah, it's got to be somewhat somewhat good.
0: Um, Well, I tell you what, anything Marvel-related, you know, I mean, unless you just totally, totally mess it up. And I don't know, I mean, you know, I mean, because even something like Iron Fist, which, you know, sort of universally reviled, except for Mike, You know, it got a second season. (laughs) Just me. You know, I mean, everything. I mean, if 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 it's got the Marvel fairy dust on it, it's like you can do no wrong, basically. Except
3: in humans. Ooh.
0: Oh. Oh. That didn't
3: happen, though, right? They they can't pretend that didn't happen. (laughs) You know, a show is bad when they tell you it's canceled before it's even aired. (laughs) That's how bad it was. Yeah. Like, dude. Literally, like, two days before it it premiered on wherever it premiered, there was an article coming out where they were like, yeah, this is not getting a second season. Not doing it.
0: Yeah, you know, I I thought the premise of all that was flawed, and it's part of why I bailed on um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because it it really wanted to be something else, and, you know, because they didn't have... Because Disney didn't have the rights to mutants, they're like, okay, well, in place of mutants... Will do in humans, and nah, that doesn't exactly line up. I mean, that whole you know, high evolutionary stuff and the Terrigan mists and all of this stuff, it didn't. In it, no, and, and you can't try and jam that square peg into the round hole, and that's what they were trying to do, and it just didn't work.
2: Well, and you have all that behind the scenes stuff with, with Feige and Perlmutter, and you know, just. Just from the jump, basically, those two hated each other so much that these two universes not being connected and all that really, really gave it a hurdle that it could never overcome.
1: So I think we really, as a consensus, we're all pretty happy with what Marvel has been doing on on TV. Like nobody's I I can't think of any missteps they've had with the exception of a few small things. Um, this isn't like D.C. where we had to really come up with some things that they could do to try to fix things, um, which is basically like just start over again. Um.
0: Hey, look, I didn't think Green Lantern was that bad a movie. Okay, I'll tell you right now. I, frankly, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so. okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Your 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 Green Lantern is my iron fist. <laughs> Touche. Okay. You know what? We'll we'll end on that because we've talked about your you love Green Lantern. I love Iron Fist. Wait,
0: wait, wait. I didn't say I loved it. Okay, I said, you I liked said, it. I'm, I'm sorry. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. You you know what, enjoyed like, that might <laughs> have
2: to be next
1: week. What's your nerdy
2: <laughs> thing that everyone hates, that you love, bring to the table, defend your position. I like I like this. You know
1: what? This is this is really good. I think that's a great thing, Steve, because I have a couple yeah next week what's the nerdy stuff you got to defend because people give you crap for it all the time uh, so next week on ggr pirate radio
2: we're gonna be talking about punisher war zone that's happening oh man
1: <laughs> oh that movie was so bad when you have to have um when you have to have uh, newman from uh seinfeld show up that's it, not good no you should have picked somebody else to be microchip <laughs> which is a bad idea um but yeah well we'll be talking about that we will be talking about i think that's a great idea steve well done well done as always my friend um Good job, team! Way to go, guys! Way to go! Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap up tonight's episode. So big thanks to everybody for for coming on. Um, I, I can't I can't thank you guys enough. I appreciate you dealing with the technical issues that we've been having with ZenCaster lately. Um, I appreciate you just carving some time out of your out of your evening to do this. Um, it's something that is always the highlight of my week when I get to talk to my friends about the nerdy things that I love so much. So I appreciate all of you so very very much. Um, Marcus, let's start with you, buddy. You got anything on the horizon? I know you got a a podcast that you did recently that you're still working on that we should be seeing pretty soon, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah. If it it weren't for this flood, I would I would be done editing it. But they kind of, you know, kind of like with my con article, kind of do everything for a loop. So that'll be out hopefully in the next couple days, and I can put the finishing touches on it.
1: Yeah. So you can check uh, out you can check out Marcus's articles that he's written so far. Those are on. Uh, TheGreatGeekRefuge.com. He's got a podcast, though, and it's called The Overflow with MC Brooks. That's actually on a uh, partner website of ours. It's RockDeepRogueRadio.com. Those guys are still trying real, real hard to do some cool content. Uh, you got people like uh, Jeremy Lee who just did a podcast recently. Uh, Tamika uh, Rector and Yolanda Harvey are working really, really hard to do their show. Tamika just did some great interviews recently, so check those out on RockDeepRogueRadio.com. Um, but those guys are definitely busting their hump to do some good uh, quality stuff. You can find Marcus's stuff there, but as far as his new stuff goes, you know, big announcement here. You will be able to see all of his new stuff on greatgeekrefuge.com here going forward. Um, Steve, as always, man, you keep doing great stuff with the Geek Sheets. Um, when when can we expect more of your wonderful writing uh, with maybe a a splash page or? With, um, I can't wait to see or hear a podcast where you have your wife describe Marvel movies. I, I'm seriously excited about
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> so Let me ask you guys. All right. So let me put it out there right now. Which would you, if you were brand new to comics with the stuff that's coming up, which would you rather have a splash page on? Shazam, Aquaman, or, uh, eh, what's the next one? Captain Marvel. We'll do like the, um, What's your face? The Miss Marvel slash Captain Marvel. Which one of those three, if you're brand new with those three movies coming out, which one would you go?
1: I don't know anything about and I need help. I would say Captain Marvel, personally.
0: Okay, wait a minute. I'm not sure I understand the question. Okay.
1: So you Oh, okay. So the the
2: splash page, it's a, a series of articles that I'm gonna be writing, and it's for brand new people to comics or like the comic world. So mm-hmm. Predominantly DC and Marvel, but it's it's your 101. It's your it's your cheat sheet. It's your, I don't know anything about it. And my oh, new boyfriend man. said, I, I'm going to see this Captain Marvel movie with him. I would like to know at least the basics of what in the world I'm getting myself into. Um, yeah. Or if it's a, hey, I, I started comics six months ago. What I want to find something new. Um, it's a 101 to give you an idea of like roughly who the character is, a little bit of the yeah. history, and some of their... Greatest hits, story-wise, so you can go get into a character or into a
1: storyline or whatever. We did. We That's did a, a th- really so great with, idea. We did one for the- um for the Guardians of the Galaxy before that first movie came out. We did one for Big oh. Hero Six. We did one for Ant Man. We did one for um. Um. What's the the spy movie, uh, the British one, um, and the second one when they were Kingsman. in America? King- Man from Uncle? No, uh, Kingsman. Yeah, we had one oh, for Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we started yeah, and, with and those, I and we want to redo typically
2: try and do them before, like, a major cinematic release because those are the ones where people are going to have an opportunity to get into a character, and so it's like, do I even want to go see this movie? I don't know anything about it. I mean, freaking Captain Marvel's the 21st MCU movie, and for someone who's maybe just now old enough to go see one of these movies or someone who's like, all right, all my friends are talking about this stuff. I guess I better go see it. Like, you know, just a one-on-one oh. entry. So, uh, picking out Shazam, Aquaman, and, and Captain let's, Marvel let's is, add a, is very specific. Let's
1: add a fourth one to this, Steve, too. Because there's a new superhero coming to the um, CW DC universe, and that's uh, Batwoman. Oh, and Batwoman. I don't, honestly, oh, I don't yeah. know jack about Batwoman. So, like, that... Maybe Marcus, maybe you could tackle that one, man, or I I mean I'll even do the research. Like I want to know about Batwoman and I think that would be a great thing to do before the new season starts.
0: Absolutely. You know, the only thing about this is and I I, I cause it's a question I can't answer because I know too much about all these characters as it is. Um but, but here's the thing. So and it's one of the things that makes it complicated for me with like say a uh particularly a Batwoman or a Shazam or an Aquaman. I mean, you know, all those characters uh, are, I mean, particularly Aquaman and Shazam. I mean, you know, you're talking about characters that go back to the 1940s. Now, with Batwoman, there was the first Batwoman was in the 50s. And this iteration of the character, you know, pretty new. And, you know, but they sort of built on the original character. uh, And in some ways, at least in terms of taking the name of the character and the affiliation with Batman. But, um, you know, I mean, I, and I wouldn't really know where to stop, you know? I mean, there's like, oh, by the way, I mean, you know, because as, as interesting as, uh, you know, Shazam is, for example, um, you know, that that's part of the shameful history of comics. I mean, in some ways, I mean, C.C. C. Beck, um, he was somewhat progressive in that Captain Marvel had like this black friend, um, you know, named Steamboat, who hung out with him. Oh, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, you know, and so, you know, so at least in that regard, it's kind of like, oh, we've got an African-American. But this was such a horrid, racist caricature of this character that you're like, oh my goodness. And, uh, you know, he treated him, basically he treated him like an idiot. I mean, he'd be Billy Batson standing next to him and be like, Shazam! And here's Steamboat. Waza Captain Marvel, where'd you come from? You know, and it's just—I mean, you're just cringing. You know, as you well, I think to put it stuff,
2: like to kind of answer your general question of like, <laughs> I don't know, I wouldn't know where to stop. Like, the 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 idea came to me from two places melding. One, well, three places. So one, my wife is an elementary school teacher, so I kind of put it through that lens of like, all right, if I was teaching a little kid. All right, I don't know who Aquaman is. Who's Aquaman? All right, so Aquaman, he's this guy who does this. And he's DC Comics, not Marvel. Like, keeping it basic on that kind of level. Two, you know, my wife doesn't know anything about comics, and I'm a huge fan. And as we go through these different things, I have to, you know, give her details. So that was what initially sparked it. And then, two, that age-old thing from Stan Lee is, like, every comic is somebody's first. Hmm. And Uh it doesn't matter, really, to me, like, You know, if it's a character on a splash page, I mean, that came out three years ago or a character that came out 30 years ago or a character that came out in the 1930s. You know what you any of them deserve a 101 for someone, because I don't know who Namor is, but they've been around since World War Two. You know, so they don't have a movie, so they might not be as popular, that kind of thing. So I feel like as the library expands, I'm, I'm trying to write them such that they're not so specific that they're they're you know specific to any storyline that's happening right now or anything that couldn't be picked up five years from now and and be drastically wrong or different it's supposed to be a basic of where the character originated from kind of their general theme and, and what they go for maybe a couple different versions and iterations of it um, and some of the key stories that have already happened
1: hmm. well to give you my vote Steve I would vote for um shazam because all i know about him is little kid um magical power says shazam and becomes superpowers that's all i know
3: yep i vote for shazam thank you
2: for delineating shazam and captain marvel because i realized after i said that i was like wait a minute some people are gonna think i just said the same person twice
3: yeah well i was gonna say that that's that's that you could you could in theory do something that kind of Gives that backstory behind that weird Captain Marvel trademark and copyright thing that DC Marvel have going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could do that. I'm more than happy to do Carol Danvers slash Miss Marvel slash Captain Marvel. I mean,
0: that would work. We could do that. You know, the the only thing Miss
3: Marvel in the movie too.
0: Mm, Hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, Camilla Khan. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. I didn't know that. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, here, here's the thing, though. And this is, again, part of the, the shameful history of comics, which maybe ought to be a series. Oh, the shameful history of comics. But um, yeah, Captain Marvel's Shazam Captain Marvel had been the better selling book. And uh, DC uh, basically decided to jerk him over. And so they sued for copyright infringement and they claimed that Captain Marvel was too much like Superman and they won and they basically knocked Fawcett comics out of existence. And, uh, you know, Captain Marvel had been, again, the better selling character uh, that people seem to respond better to. But, you know, of course, national periodical publications has this guy Superman and they're like, well, we want to push him, and so, even though these characters don't really seem that much alike to me, you know, it's, I don't know how they won a copyright infringement suit uh, with it, but hey, but they did, and uh, the rest is history.
1: I, I wow, I mean, <laughs> I I actually really like the idea of talking about some of this stuff too. So, I mean, I think we've got wow, we've got articles now. Like, I'll do Captain Marvel. Steve's gonna do Shazam. Uh, M C, you're down for writing a Batwoman kind of splash page, right? See? There you go. We have plans. Plans for days. <laughs> We've got stuff for you to read. Check it out. It's going to be awesome. Um, guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this has been GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, again, thanks to MC Brooks. He's doing great stuff. He's going to have podcasts coming out here soon. Steve Monick, writing great articles. He's going to have some stuff coming out here soon, too. Ulysses Campbell, he's got a radio show. Two radio shows, man. He's got a TV show. It's fantasticforum.tv. In fact, you can listen to some of his podcasts, the best of Fantastic form, if you will, right on GGR, on greatgeekrefuge.com. There are episodes there. We'll be adding more episodes soon, too. Um, but, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is always fun. As always, we like to end our episodes uh, with a tradition here in uh, 2018, and that is uh, the song Africa. We're going to play it by a bluegrass band from Virginia called Love Cannon. We'll mix it up a little bit. You know, have a, have a different cover tonight. Um, but guys, again, thank you so much for joining me on uh, GGR Pirate Radio. For Steve, for Yuli, for MC, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this has been GGR Pirate Radio.
2: Tonight, she only whispers of some quiet conversation
1: She's coming in 1230 flight
3: has been
2: Pirate Radio Network
3: Reduction hey, Toastbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hurry up, boy.
2: boy.